we got it. I think we're in it, fellas. Hello? Hi. Everything is great. Yay. Got... Did you turn it off and turn it back on again? I sure did. Boy, howdy yeah. did I. Laura, I do miss you. That's how we're doing. We said it to each yeah. other. I'm not saying it again for the show. It is so great to hear your voice. Um, it is really good to hear your voice, it's, too. It's I'm really sorry nice. this path six weeks has been such an utter and complete shit show yeah uh, listen you don't have to be sorry that it's a shit so i was hoisted on my own petard i mean we can play back mm. the previous episodes of the show um i've been saying for a long time that you need to put yourself first and give yourself some space i just yeah. happen to be the first victim of that that i am aware of <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. Unfortunately, you just happened to be the only thing that wasn't actually super critical to like the existence of everyone's lives that week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my own narcissism tells me that's not true, but I'm not going to deny your experience. Um, man, uh, it's so we haven't talked in like six weeks. It's been a long weeks, time. Like two yeah. months. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really has. I feel like so many things have happened but our lives aren't tremendously different at least not yet true because uh, you you hit me with some news recently that i'm very stoked about yeah i've got some real fucking change on the horizon here that i'm feeling both excited and extremely anxious about um so not so it is do you care if we date and timestamp not, this not even at all no cool um it is friday today and not this coming monday but next monday um i will be starting an at-home career experience for six months which is very exciting mm -hmm. and eleanor starts daycare on the same day which is very scary and also mm -hmm. i'm feeling like that's the worst time to start working from home because then i'm not going to have my support <laughs> of my friends i'm not going to want to go to work and like cry and be like sad about it with people i'm just going to be like at home with a bunch of strangers over zoom or whatever hey i will give you um, this i also <laughs> work from home so if you need to hit me up yeah with a panic oh my god my baby is having a good time somewhere not next to me yeah. <laughs> i can yeah. i can help you sustain yeah. that energy i offer myself up for that i appreciate that it's just like so i'm starting my training may 2nd which means that like i don't know what the schedule is going to be but it's not just going to be me like at home doing whatever i want to oh, yeah. i'm sure it is like a I, uh, mostly meetings situation yeah i i recall when the pandemic began and it has still not ended uh that when apple moved a lot of its retail employees to work from home that the work from home guidelines were pretty stringent for the most part um i think it depends on what you were doing yeah because for me my work from home was basically like join a meeting every three days <laughs> well yeah i think you were in a position where like you weren't Correct me if I'm wrong. I wasn't actually doing a job. Yeah, but like no. the people who like switched to like doing like service from home. Yeah. It was yeah. like you are at your desk and if you leave your desk, we're going to yeah. blow up your iPhone battery kind of thing. <laughs> that's the rumor that I heard. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 uh... The iPhone battery thing in particular. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the secret button in the diagnostics console I never <laughs> told anyone about. Oh man, I can't believe you're blowing it up on this podcast here. This very popular podcast that will reach millions of people. I'm far <laughs> enough removed. Hey, all it takes is one breakthrough day of uh, for everyone to listen to everything we've ever said and for our lives to come crumbling down around us because we didn't take <laughs> we didn't take it seriously. Any and it, yeah, <laughs> at all. Um, right now, yeah. it's just going to be a few dozen people being like, "My iPhone won't explode," and that's what you think. Yeah. 
um oh, but no man i'm pretty stoked yeah. for you just because yeah man just the not having to like drive to work the not having i know to i'm really excited pants, about it it makes i was such a, a minute late to yesterday for like some stupid reason i can't remember what happens like i forgot that i had washed my apple shirt and so i like left it on the couch and yep. i had to turn around and go get it and like that was the thing that made me late obviously there's more than one thing sure. but i was gonna blame it on that yeah of course um and I was thinking on the way in, I was like, wow, this is not going to be my life for six months. And that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope I, I hope for your sake, it ends up being longer than six months. But I, there's been some. Yeah, it, it won't. It is a very specific six month experience. Ah, um, and there is not a not a job at the end of it. Um, but it is something that they're doing more and more of. And they're opening up to a wider candidacy. So if I like it, I can do it again next year. Most oh, that's likely. Cool. Well, yeah, because yeah, I, I will say this, the the shift to work from home, like, has empowered me to do so many things that I couldn't do otherwise, to the point where, like, I've long said, like, oh, if they make me go back into the office, I'm going to quit. I took stock of yeah. this recently, and I looked at what practical changes I would have to make to my life to go into work. I'm like, I think I would have to quit if I want to... <laughs> Because, like, I, I don't have a car. And also, and, and this is this is one of those things, pandemic shifted a lot of people's mindsets. And this is one of the things that shifted in mind. I, my entire life, I've been like, they want me to come into work, but they don't pay me to get there. Like, yeah. the, they only pay me when I'm there. But, like, the transit, the commute time is very much a part of my workday and they don't care. But I always shrug yeah. that off as, like, that's just how it is. And now I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah i mean i thought about that in terms of so i'm i the career experience that i'm doing is sourcing so mm -hmm. i will be basically sourcing through resumes and looking to try to fill open positions in the market yep. um <clears throat> and someone like made a side comment that so many people in this area are just skipping over jersey stores because you get some sort of a transit credit when you work in the city and so everybody just wants to work in manhattan mm -hmm. and like it's not enough to cover everything i know that from personal experience but it, you know, people are like, do you really want me to pay just as much in tolls and like drive yeah. for two hours instead of like sitting on a train where even if it's yeah. two hours, at least I can like read a book. Like, hey, Apple, do you want to pay my car bill and my yeah, car right. insurance? Because I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I don't know. I think you're right. I think that's a shift in, in post pandemic life that, you know, I wouldn't have expected anyone to pay for me to get to work before. Like, that is my responsibility choosing a place that is within a reasonable distance right yeah. and i think that's not necessarily how people feel anymore uh yep yeah it's a it's a big shift um so i'm yeah. i'm very excited i am wondering if you will have any like mind opening paradigm shifting yeah, i'm opening for it i mean op i'm open to that experience like i've yeah. people have asked me specifically like oh is there a job at the end of this and the answer is no but mm. like if this is something that i really enjoy like headhunting is a viable career yeah. that i could probably do from home and so if i find myself really good at this and really enjoying it it is definitely something i'll look at in other companies i'm getting a great image of you in like a very fancy business top with a vomiting baby on your shoulder and no pants on <laughs> with a bluetooth headset yeah. And uh, uh -huh. yep, that's yeah. I yeah. love that image. I mean, luckily, <laughs> Ellie is not so much of a vomiting baby. But if I have a second one, I can make no guarantees. Okay, I've so. seen Ellie eat. I think Ellie is gonna be a vomiting human for a very long time if she keeps eating. The if like the quantity of food scales with her growth as a person, she's gonna hit the limit pretty frequently. <laughs> she surprised I will say, me. 
she is not eating as much okay as she did. yeah she has petered there out. was maybe yeah she there was maybe four months where i no joke she was eating like twice as much as my 230 pound husband was at the time. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, that was like his max weight. I don't know what he weighs now, like 205, whatever. But he's, anyway, he's but he's very tall. How tall he's, he's, he's yeah, is he over six, six feet? He, yeah. He's, yeah, I was about to say, he's tall boy. He's very tall. And, uh, and Eleanor was out eating him by a very significant margin. Speaking of, he started tracking his calories recently because he uh, wanted to get down to his running weight. Uh-huh. Excuse me, running weight. And I have some extra baby pounds that I haven't lost yet mm-hmm. and like I would like not to have anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I started tracking my calories like in earnest because yeah. I've like done the wellness challenges at work before and sure. I'm like, yeah, like I'm tracking my calories. I'm just not going to include the four bottles of wine that I had, <laughs> which is by the way, quite a few calories. <laughs> um, and I'm like actually really doing it. And I've already lost five pounds. That's fantastic a pound a week and i'm really excited about it very nice i've uh i've adjusted my workouts to be a little less intense and that has helped me finally (laughs) tick back down a bit it's not today i will say today i didn't have the the net loss that i wanted but i also have not used the bathroom yet so i'm waiting to see what that does but no, yeah. I feel that Re- Rebecca's approach has been following something that is just primarily about adjusting eating habits and eating psychology yeah. and stuff, which I think for she's passing things on to Lee on to me that have been very helpful because I'm mm-hmm. I'm a fast eater and an overeater. Um, yeah, but I'm, I mean, yes, that makes <laughs> sense. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> she's like, yes, of course, we all know this. Continue. Um, but I've had to like push back a bit, like when she like really tries to, because I will say this: counting calories has worked for me strictly in terms of weight loss. It, yeah, like I know cal- it's it's a dubious measurement, but like the framework, just like you and Charles has has allowed me to do that. It hasn't made me happy about the food that I mm. eat because I have yeah. to eat so little. So there have been some healthy adjustments there, but um, I think yeah, I, I my progress right now is a little slower than I'd like. I will say, you saw that I had lost some weight last year. I am now. Uh, this is weird. I I was about to say these words so nonchalantly, but like it feels weird to say them. I am sort of visibly muscular to a degree now. You, yeah, you've been talking about that for a couple months now. But like, it's but, like starting to happen. I know you feel weird it, about it. It is, but now it's not like, oh, I can see some muscles. It's like, oh my God, my pecs poke out further than other parts of my torso <laughs> in a shirt. What? <laughs> and it's, I, <laughs> it, I don't know. It feels funny to say that. I'm not muscular. Yeah. I Do you know, I had, I've been bouncing back and forth between Assassin's Creed games all week. I'm not muscular. What are you talking about? I just sherped three people through a raid in Destiny. Uh-uh. It's weird, yeah. but... Well, I mean, listen, when you're bouncing a lot and you're sherping human <laughs> bodies, like, that's a really... <laughs> I, a lot of... I appreciate party. you for, <laughs> for digging into those metaphors yeah, in a way right. that I couldn't. I got you. Um... <laughs> That's great. No, I'm that's really happy. Awesome. I'm happy it's working yeah. for you. The just like getting yeah, getting some sense of control over that feels so good after just not worrying about yeah. it. Yeah, and I think I always I always like pushed back on because I'm using the same app that we get through work, so I've been using it for like you know seven years or mm-hmm. whatever. And every time I put in like what I weigh and what I want to lose, I'm always like, that's the amount of calories you give me. Like I'm yeah. not a bunny rabbit. Like thank you. <laughs> But I've actually been finding that, like, I don't 
need to eat more than that. Like I've been consistently under yeah. and like, I'm not really trying. Like, yeah. it's just the matter of like, oh, I'm just not going to eat a second helping of this thing that is really good. Like, mm. and that's literally been it. And I don't need it. Like I was just doing yep. it because it tasted good. Yeah. I, I had that problem sometimes. It would always happen to me is I would like, I'd force myself under the threshold just a little bit, but eventually like after a few days I would snap back and be like, I am famished. And yeah. uh, I think some of the stuff that Rebecca has talked to me about has helped me identify the the problems I have determining when I am full. Uh, mm. So I've uh, I've done some work to try to isolate that. And I think I've discovered that I'm I'm full about 50 percent through what I want to eat most of the time. <laughs> And also, if I just don't eat to try to see how hungry I can get, I will get very dizzy very fast. And it then I just need to eat. Mm. So I'm, yeah. I, I'm narrowing that gap. So somewhere in between those two points is where I get full. And I haven't found it yet. I'm working on it. I'll figure it out. The full spectrum. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah. I do feel like we should put some sort of a content warning of like weight and weight loss because I know that that's a yes, subject. I can, people, I can, I can do that uh, when I post <laughs> this inevitable episode. I will say though, I have, I have asthma, which is another reason that saying I'm muscular feels funny. Um, <laughs> but I'm an asthmatic, I'm an asthmatic lad, and uh, so for me. Trying to exercise in cold weather is rough. So basically, oh, yeah. I, I put a hard yeah. limit on it. If it's under 60 degrees outside Fahrenheit, I don't exercise. Last week, uh, since last summer, Apple has added a whole running thing to the watch, to the Fitness oh, Plus thing. Nice. Uh, and so last year, I remember I was touting like, I can run a mile. Bitch, this time I ran two uninterrupted miles right off the rip. Hey. First run of the year. And then I ran another mile right after that. Um, That's incredible. So I'm feeling pretty good about that, but it is chilly today, so I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, instead, I just yeah. jumped That's around cool. on the carpet. Nice. Nice. Carpet jumping sounds great. Pretty pretty stoked about that. Oh Feels good. I'm just trying to get, there's a cop that pulled somebody over, and so I'm just trying to get over, and mm. everybody just keeps on doing the thing where they zoom around, and I'm just stuck now. So <laughs> I'm oh, no. Oh, no. Under the speed limit in the left lane. Laura, I think you're a cop now. Uh, is that how that works? This is, I mean, this is certainly not the cultural climate in which you want to be a cop. So I'm sorry that it happened like this, but <laughs> at least we have yeah, audio evidence that, that it, it was an accident the way it happened. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, so, okay. okay. In, in news that I feel like we should talk about mm -hmm. as, like, this kind of the point of the podcast, uh -huh. part of the reason that we were not able to record is that my mom had surgery last week and I spent uh, four days, three and a half days, four, four days, three nights, whatever it was, taking care of her with Eleanor. And it was a whole lot. <laughs> I knew you were uh, there with Eleanor. I did not totally know why. So that, that, oh, that sounds, yeah. it hit me with all the details you feel like sharing. Because yeah, I do not was, know about so this. So it went really, yeah, it went really well. My mom uh, is a were, is a retired professional violinist, so mm -hmm. that's very difficult on the shoulder area. Yep. Um, and she's also like extremely determined to just continue to live life as if she's in her twenties, even though she's in her seventies. Mm -hmm. I will say um, you are also experiencing difficulty in the shoulder area if you're still behind that cop car. A bit of continue. Hey, wow, that was actually really good. Thank you. Proud of you for that one. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I've been watching a lot of Frasier. That's fantastic. That's great. 
uh, anyway, long story short, she like fell a little while ago. And I think I've told you this. She fell and broke her ankle right before Christmas. Oof, yeah. And I think that did something to her shoulder. And then like she said, she like reached over on her bedside table and just like felt something kind of pop in a way that wasn't great. <laughs> Um, and she ended up needing to get rotator cuff surgery. So her surgeon was like, okay, rotator cuff surgery for sure. She got a second opinion that was, well, you have some osteoporosis in the bone and it looks like there's two out of the four tendons are completely disconnected and there's a pretty big tear. So there's a really high risk of complications. So either we can do this and it might fail or you can wait and potentially have to just get a shoulder replacement in the future Mm. or not potentially like definitely get a shoulder replacement. Yeah. So she had to kind of figure out which one she wanted to do. Um, and she ended up going with the rotator cuff surgery. And I'm so glad that she did it with this surgeon that she had because he was incredible. He went in there. The surgery went so smoothly. It was like less time than they were expecting it. And by day three, she was already like post-op. She was already starting to be able to um, skip pain medication, uh-huh. uh, which is fantastic. So like, you know, it's it's uncomfortable, but she's not in pain, mm-hmm. which is really great. Um, she's, you know, had her appointment and is, you know, saying that everything looked really good and he's very pleased and everything. So, but... <clears throat> To be, you know, a good and loving and helpful daughter, I went through the process of opening and leave at work uh-huh. so that I could help, like, go down every so often and, and, you know, make things a little easier, help her with her medications, mm-hmm. do that stuff. So that's why I was out for the first couple of days. Uh, I am taking advantage of that intermittent leave to go down to my parents right now. And Eleanor is at my house with Maria and so I'm Hell. childless in a vehicle by myself. Hell yeah. I was about to, I was about to ask because we've been on the phone about one works commute worth and i am not paying you for that so i was like what's going on here that's very cool Uh, i mean i'm i'm very glad that everything worked out and went so freaking smoothly but boy howdy four days taking care of a older person and a younger person sounds exhausting so I like I I came home on Saturday mm-hmm. and I opened the door to my car and Charles was there and I was like I just need to not he was like what do you want to do tonight and I was like nothing and he was mm-hmm. like no like what do you want to like watch or anything I was like I don't think you understand me I'm gonna lie on the couch and I'm going to sit there until I go to bed and you are going to make every single decision <laughs> we are going to order food tonight and we are not going to think about anything yes. Yep. And he was like, oh. Yep. I was, seriously, like, I am still recovering from the amount of exhaustion that I was. It was insane. And so we were going to record on the way back. Originally, we were going to record on the way there, but then you had work stuff. Yeah. So we were going to record on the way back, but I was, like, you know, totally zonked. Yeah, and man. then Ellie didn't nap, and so I, she, I was hoping she would fall asleep in the car. And, like, it was just, I felt like just a shell. <laughs> I... Yeah, it's been a minute since I've had anything that got me even close to that. And frankly, I don't know if I've ever had anything close to taking care of two vastly different sets of needs like that. Um, yeah, so I can't, it was a lot. Man. I, I can't imagine uh, the level of exhaustion uh, that you're dealing I with. I think there. the hardest part, the hardest part about it was that like my parents did their best to set up their house to be toddler proof. But like, it's not uh, right. Yeah. And it's not our home and there's a lot more stairs Mm. that I like I until last weekend completely took for granted that we have a door that closes for the stairs. Yeah, that that struck me as strange when I was there. But I was like, man, that's a load off. That's one thing I don't have to care about. It's the best. Yeah, no, it's very good. 
it's so good because like even if she wants to go upstairs like it's easier to distract her if she can't see them mm-hmm. like she knows they're there and she knows that she wants to go up them but if there's stairs that she just has access to and like i tried to put some people might be listening to me like why didn't you just put a baby gate there i did but you can't put a baby gate at the very bottom because there's like a three stair situation and then a, a small landing and then the stairs turn and continue to go up mm-hmm. and so the only place you can really put it is at the top of the three stair situation three stairs is still enough for a baby and to, i did yeah. that and then guess how many times how many times she fell in one day i think it was three <laughs> one per stair and i like couldn't yeah it, i couldn't i couldn't like and it was fucking Holy shit. And like every time Eleanor started like getting really antsy or wanting to do something or pranky or whatever, my mom would just be like, oh, just like one second. Could you just like do all of the things right now? I was like, if you'd said that five minutes ago, everything would be fine right now. All right. Now, we've talked a lot about how you have to we have to deal with, you know, work stuff and now difficult family stuff so i have an important question this sounds like it took a big toll on you balancing work with these other responsibilities if you could sever yourself to reduce the impact (laughs) on your life and well mental well-being what would you do i would not sever myself Mm. because one of the things i rely on at work very much is the ability to during times of either great stress or great boredom Mm -hmm. uh look at videos of my daughter and also she started pooping into her potty yesterday now she's done it two days in a row and it's very exciting that sounds incredibly exciting um i just had to clean odo's butt so i feel like you're going forward and i'm going backwards and i'm pretty (laughs) jealous of you right now that's fan-fucking-tastic I mean, you could train Odo to poop in a toilet. I feel like that's a thing people do with cats. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He already basically does. I got a $500 cat oh, yeah, toilet for him. <laughs> and he's still like, nah, I'm going to put it all over my butt. Um, uh, yeah. Well, but He's going to have to have hands to wipe himself off. Ex- exactly. He's he's become fat enough that he just lacks the flexibility. Um, <laughs> but man, was severance good. That is, oh, my God. It is... It's- yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen a show that was just that roundly fantastic. Um, yeah. As we were watching the finale. The closest I can come to like describing the type of phenomenon, not the show itself. Mm-hmm. It really felt like Lost when like everybody was waiting a week in between episodes and like mm-hmm. the theory crafting and the online conversations mm-hmm. and the just the incredible community of, of people that were just so excited and yep. so insightful. Yep. Um, that's what this was like. And Charles just started it last night. Ooh, and I'm nice. so, I stayed up late to watch the episode with him. So I was like, oh my God, yeah. it's finally happening. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's extremely good. The, uh, we're not going to spoil anything here, but it's on Apple TV plus. If anybody listening hasn't watched it, it is, it's so good. it is thrilling. It is upsetting <laughs> deeply <laughs> in a lot of ways as someone who's, I, I still, I think I've said this on the show before. I can't believe Apple is the company that made this. Yeah. complete assault on the corporate treatment of individuals um <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it blows my mind that such a large company was like yeah this is yeah nothing yeah. nothing wrong here let's do it let's encourage it's, it's, let's encourage <laughs> let's release a show about encouraging unionization efforts as we actively try <laughs> to shut them down in every single store across the country fucking shout uh, out to the stores that are pulling it off um, yeah, there's a store. I can't remember where it is. I was just reading about it yesterday. That, that just like, filed. 
um yeah. allegedly the, uh i i don't remember uh i know I that grand remember. central is also apparently oh, talking grand about central it. is working on it yeah no national reporting when my store was doing it but okay no. that was, well you that, were it was before it was cool yeah Colin. yeah no we were we were led by our our friend Devin. so of course it was hipstery and before anyone else thought it was cool um <laughs> But yeah, Severance, phenomenal. I think honestly, the last time, it's like, <sighs> the last time I saw a show that like didn't feel like it had a, a gimmick or that I had like a, a bias toward that just felt like this stands on its own. It's just like really compelling, interesting television Yeah, was I think another Apple show, which is For All Mankind, which I've talked about here before, the last oh, season of that. I still haven't started it. Season one's a little sluggish. All season right. two is, it's, I I don't think it hits the highs of Severance, but it is that same, yeah. like, this is just nonstop. Every episode is fantastic, and I care about everything that's happening. Um, wow. I love that. Yeah. Um, Severance succeeds at every single thing it tries to do. Um, and it's just one of those incredibly well-crafted shows, which is something that yeah. I don't generally think about that often, but... I couldn't stop thinking about it every time I watch an episode, like mm -hmm. everything about it, the camera work and the mm -hmm. design of the set and the costuming mm -hmm. and the music, like all of it was just top notch. Yeah, there was nothing that I, it, I, nothing came across as like being less good than anything else. Like the acting was incredible. Yeah, the, and the script was amazing. I mean, it's just the whole thing is. Yeah, it, it's very good. I, I, I will say that um related to other tv shows i'm watching and not doing everything the way they're supposed to um i recently uh the reason i i had to cancel on the recording is because i got a very quick turnaround on another edit for our friends at the greatest discovery i heard your voice the other day and it was so lovely it was to weird to hear my voice on a yeah on a maximum fun podcast right it's so strange it's great. Um, I love it. I yeah, no, it, it was very fun. I I I tend to go a little further in crafting it. I they frequently give me very positive feedback for the amount of like effort and creativity I put into these things instead of just dropping like a little reference here or there. Like I I try to build the edits, particularly the way that I put audio clips after transitions. Adam was like, I would not have thought of doing that, which is strange because yeah. I pulled that idea from one of from his <laughs> from one of his edits i just sort of built upon it but yeah. um so by and large that went over pretty well except for one thing there was one oh, thing gosh. i did that did not go over great and i told you about it briefly but yeah here's so uh <laughs> since you heard my voice at the end i'm guessing you listened to the whole episode i hope you enjoyed it i did um, i did the in the original edit when when ben and adam are discussing captain picard basically jerking off to archaeology porn is essentially the <laughs> gist of the joke um i was like oh i know a scene in next gen where he's talking about archaeology i'll just put some gross sounds over that and it'll be funny and it made me laugh so much that i did it multiple times so essentially there are just sounds and this audio exists and i'm not putting it out anywhere but this audio exists yeah. of of um just jerk off sounds pretty cartoonishly explicit over yeah. picard really fawning over archaeology stuff and <laughs> i believe the note i got on that i got two notes from it were too gross for me and the masturbation sounds have to go everything <laughs> else was glowing but i got hit with those two notes and i hope this isn't telling tales out of school or anything this is the notes process this is what's supposed to happen 
like they're supposed to hit me back with things that I need right. to improve upon. And the, here's right. the thing on my second pass, when I was listening through, I was like, okay, I laughed really hard the first time, but this is kind of, it's not as funny for me on the second time. So I prepared a, an alternate version of this where instead of a splat sound, there was a photon torpedo launching sound. I was like, make it a little right. more Star Trek. And I called this the PG-13 version. When I actually emailed right. the producer about the show, uh, of the show about this, I was like, hey, there's a sound in there that's pretty rude. I have a PG-13 version in case you guys don't like it. And the response was, yeah, the PG-13 version is not going to work either. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, what that turned into for your references in the show, it now sounds like Picard is clicking around on a laptop listening to mm. listening to porn. And I think that yeah. that is, was a little more creative and goofy and less explicit. And ultimately, whether or not it lands, I think that's a better vibe than what yeah. I did before. <laughs> but like, I sent that stuff off being like, am I going to totally embarrass myself out of like them not wanting to work with me because I'm gross? Um, and when they all, when and... all three of them, when all three of them hit me back with like, this is too gross. Bad, this dude. has got to go. Even the kitty version is bad. I was like, I just laughed. I just sat there laughing at myself, <laughs> brainstorming alternate, alternate things to do. But that yeah, was awesome. ultimately, I think it came out pretty well. I think it's pretty fun. Um, and, yeah. and man, I got to watch the episode early. Uh, which was about two weeks ago now, which on one hand was very cool. The, there was one uh, one upside and two downsides to this. Uh, when they gave me the link to the screener, I went to go view it, uh, and then I started, you know, I watched it the first time, took notes, tried to prepare what I would do, and then I watched it again right before I got the edit uh, so that I could, you know, pull audio clips and stuff like that. That's the upside. It was nice to see it early, nice to have that access. Two big downsides. One, had to wait two weeks to see a new episode of Star Trek yep. Picard. That, yeah, that's why I texted you this Thursday. I was like, happy new Picard Day. Yeah, no, I, it felt great watching the new episode yesterday. Um, but two is I could see the screener links for the next two episodes right, mm. right there. But it does count how many times you watch them. And I was just like, yeah. I would get in so much trouble. I could get them in so much trouble. It never crossed my yeah. mind that I would ever actually do it. Not for a second did I entertain the thought of watching these screeners that I wasn't supposed to watch. Did not right. ever seriously consider it. But they're sitting right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> man. I just I, I just put my new Star Trek out by a whole week, and now I can see them. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, I don't know. I, like, I had such a high of working on the edit because I had such a fun time with it. And then I'm just like, oh, shit. Well, now what? Yeah. But uh, overall. It was a good episode, though, and it was fun. I, I have to say, I I don't know if I'm really enjoying the season of Star Trek Picard that much. Oh. Like, none of it is really sticking to my brain. Oh. Like, I watch it, and then, like, it's just gone. I'm having a very good time with it. I think that this is... A lot of new Star Trek has to be referential to old stuff, but this is like so jam-packed full of shit, but doesn't feel like a pandering trip down memory lane. I'm very yeah. struck by that balance. They have their few overt like Star Trek 4 references, but otherwise it feels very much on its own and building new stories. However, I also feel like it's the first time in a while that Star Trek has like done what Star Trek does and made me feel good about the terrible things in the world. 
Right. <laughs> I don't think it's like, I think it's building towards a conclusion, but in the most recent episode, yeah. they fully cast Brent Spiner's new character as just an incel. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking great. Star Trek is dunking on incels, which I fucking yeah. love. Um, But I find, I don't know. I think I'm having the opposite take on this. I, this is one of my favorite seasons of Star Trek ever so far. Wow. Um, Just like, I think that it is doing social commentary better than season one of this show. I think that it is restraining itself and discussing sensitive things better than Discovery does, where Discovery goes like yeah. whole hog on yeah. like, let's talk about how sad everyone is. And right. Picard, well, I maybe that's just me not jiving with the idealized future where everybody can be that honest. I don't know. But I think Picard <laughs> is a little, wow, I really hit the R on that. Picard. You really did, yeah. I, think, I thought maybe the audio glitched. And then, it, <laughs> and then, and then you were like, no, dude. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think this season is is um I I think yeah, restrained is the word. It is trying to tackle a lot of things, but it's doing them all in ways that feel thoughtful and not forced mm -hmm. to the point where I think because you're not getting that next gen, the whole episode builds to this one moral lesson right. hit every episode, but rather it's just the whole thing is literally a condemnation of where we are right now. But as the season grows to a close, it feels like it's getting closer and closer to saying, here's how we fix it. Yeah. Which is what good Star Trek does. Right. And right. these last couple episodes have given me a taste of that. Beyond yeah. all that, I really enjoy the Borg story happening. No, a lot really of my good. early episode one predictions yeah. seem to be coming true. And I'm having a blast. It is. So, there are definitely I don't know. good things about it. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm not enjoying the season. It's that, like, it's just not... Yeah, I get that. ...memorable to me in a way. And I think part of it might be because it feels very disjointed. Like, if they're going to tell yeah. a story arc, it, it feels like we're just... Every episode, we're jumping around so much. Yeah. It, here's... This is honestly what I expected from Discovery initially, is this mm -hmm. is what a lot of modern serialized storytelling is. Like, Severance does this too, to a lesser degree. Severance is a much more streamlined show, but like, each episode is not about telling a single story, it's about advancing the overall story. Right. It's about taking all the pieces on the board and putting them in a different spot by the end of it. And Picard is doing that, but... And to quote Adam in that episode of Next Gen, it is weird to see this thing that we know from so long ago crammed through the Play-Doh machine of modern television conventions. I was thinking about that when he was when they were talking about that, and I was like, "Oh, that's what's feeling strange to me this season." Yeah, and it's I think this is one of those things where if it wasn't Star Trek, it wouldn't bump as much. Right. But it is Star Trek, so it does. Yeah. Um. But I mean, this is how they pitched Picard: is that it would be a t man. Me, I gotta change the way i say this fucking name i'm getting real self-conscious about it picard i got oh irma picard i'm getting big o'brien vibes even he said it not like that but i don't know this was the initial pitch for the show and i'm i'm fully on board with it uh i think that it is stronger than season one in pretty much every way i also think now that we have the announcement that it's season three the final season is going to be a full-on tng reunion yeah I'm interested to see how they get there. That's what I'm thinking. And I have a I have a I have a prediction. I have two predictions okay. about season three of Picard that I want to hit you with. One, I don't think all the characters are gonna make it out of this season in one way or another. And this crew was assembled so that he wouldn't have to rely on his TNG buddies. Right. But once this crew is in trouble, who's he gonna go to? His TNG buddies. That's True. one prediction I have. 
The okay. other, Will Wheaton, is not listed as part of season three. You did However, tell me that he's looking like he's buffing up, though. He, he is, because recently, like, Jonathan Frakes is almost 70. And he, like, when he was in season one of Picard, he was, like, I don't know, like a lot of 70-year-olds. He is not as thin as he was when he was younger. He had a bit of a gut. And he was just like this, he had this big, big, long beard. And looks he's very jolly. <laughs> he's very jolly. Seemed like the happiest dude everywhere he goes. Everybody loves him. And then, like, he shows up for an interview one day on the Ready Room After Show. And suddenly his beard is shorter. And he's, like, way thinner. Like, early TNG thin. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. Interesting. <laughs> That's, I mean, like, normally you do that for a job. I don't know many people deciding to overhaul their fitness things like you and I, right. and, you know, their 60s, 70s. He could. Fantastic. But then they announced that he's in it again. And we saw a little clip of him in it with the shorter beard and the thinner face. And I'm like, oh, so that's why he did it. Yeah. And now I'm noticing Will Wheaton has also lost quite a bit of weight over the last year or two. Uh, again, could be totally unrelated, but I think Will Wheaton will appear in season three of Star Trek Picard. That was a long explanation for something that is not very dramatic to say. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Dude, it's yeah. really good to just chat about shit. Oh my god, I know. And like, part of me, I was really disappointed to skip our recording. It would not mm -hmm. have been this lively. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I think that was the right call. And for me, like that morning. Um, oh, also, f fun fact: I've been doing some video work for for the art company that I work with, and. Um, like basic part of the reason I had to cancel was that morning, like my day job was blowing up. I got the turnover from Greatest Discovery, and then I had like a new request for an art project come through, and I was like, "This is not the morning where I can yeah. just talk for an hour. Take, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. can't. I can't do it." But today, um, I'm picking up some overtime tomorrow, so I'm just gonna do my chores and have tomorrow be a productive day. And today, I am Laura. I'm gonna loaf. That's God, I'm gonna love so, so much. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that day. I'm not gonna yeah. cook. I'm not gonna clean. I worked out. I'm talking to you, and that's it. I'm throwing out messages to my friends saying, "Hey, if you want to play games, hit me up. Otherwise, I'm gonna be binging Frasier, eating junk food, and watching and playing Assassin's Creed." That's God, that that's my so that's my day. Oh, Very hey, nice. I don't think I even told you about this. Um, mm -hmm. so I took your advice. Did I text you about this? I remember. Ooh. I took your advice about a video game situation, which was I yeah. was complete with my, I finished Ori and mm -hmm. I'm feeling like the Ori hole in my soul because it's such a good game. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And I finally bought and started playing Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS5. Yeah. Um, and I took your advice and I'm playing it on easy. <laughs> That's great. Are you having yeah. fun with the game? Um, yes. But I will say two things about it. So far, I okay. think I'm very early in the game. Like, I know it's yes. a really big game, and I'm still only in, like, when I look at my completion rates at, like, 5%, right? So, like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm really early in. But mm -hmm. it's hard for me to keep playing because every time I play, I have to be like, all right, I need to set aside set aside time for 40 yeah. minutes of cutscenes. Oh, okay. And, like, yeah. so I feel like I'm not, I'm, like, kind of playing, like, every once in a while, like, I'll play a thing or, like, do something. But then, like, yeah. so much of it is, like, the storytelling behind it in a way that I didn't realize was going to bother me so much yeah so, well i mean when you're when you're pressed for time and you're adjusting right. difficulty to account for time cutscenes sort like of i'm not really doing anything yeah, <laughs> yeah it, exactly it kind of feels like i'm just like watching a movie that i should be watching something that's in better quality because like this was made you know 10 years ago or whatever and like not to say it's not beautiful but it, you know you can see like when i turned it on charles was like oh how's the game i was like i can totally see why um 
Horizon Zero Dawn, whatever the West, I can't remember. Forbidden West is Forbidden West. Like, I I can see why everybody's talking about how great this this thing is because it has such a great base. But, like, you know, it looks dated on a PS5. Yeah, that's true. It's also going to be running some upscaling. So, like, you're seeing, it's kind of like playing, um, like classic Sega and Nintendo games today. Like if you play them on high def TVs, like they look crisper, right. but they kind of look worse because yeah. they're being rendered and displayed not the way they were meant to. And right. that's that's right. I find that hit I have the same thing with the with the Xbox Series X, like running older games on it. I'm like, wow, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion yeah. <laughs> sure looks crisp and colorful, but I didn't realize that there was like a square centimeter of rock yeah. texture for this whole valley. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm enjoying it. Um it's not really what I it was not what I was hoping it would be yet. Yeah. But I am definitely giving it the opportunity to become that. And I think that working from home may help me with that because I will be able to do all of my chores and stuff potentially during the day and that way after bedtime I'll actually have a little time, you know. Yeah. To not have to worry about that. So. Yeah, I feel that. We'll I haven't see. I haven't played we'll it see. yet. I think I'm uh I'm in line to get a Steam Deck in the next month or two. And mm. I don't plan if I can get my hands on a PS5, I will. I'm checking, but I'm not pushing for it because you yeah. know I, I already have next gen Xboxes, so whatever. But um the Steam Deck, uh you can get Horizon on that. And I've also not played the God of War, because that was on PlayStation oh, God of War yeah. twenty eighteen. That's also on Steam Deck. So you might actually hear from me soon about both of those games. Cool. Uh, if things go the way I want them to. But nice. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, I'm glad you're at least trying a new game. And I will yeah. say, uh, I I was playing the newest Assassin's Creed. The last one was my favorite, the Greece one, the one set in Greece, Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. Odyssey. But I never mm-hmm. finished the DLC because it was such a slog. But I hadn't played it in like yeah. two years. It was just like enemies were so beefy and had so much health. Even if I like specced into high damage output, it just didn't. It felt like nothing. But then in this new Assassin's Creed, there was a reference to the last one that I was like, God, I really do miss that last game. So I went back and I did the same thing. I cranked the difficulty down and that way I was just able to sink into the story and the world. And like the the fights are still tough and I still have to build for them, which is crazy considering how I turned it down. But like it sort of unlocked it for me in a way where like really practicing what I preach. Like I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think that game kicks ass i think valhalla improves on a lot of technical things but the the characters in the world and and the grease and the the grease (laughs) (laughs) the grease of it all (laughs) the the grease of it all it was just it was wonderful and it's so nice to go back and play it again uh and they they did update this to like take advantage of the current gen consoles so it does it doesn't feel dated and it came out around the same time as zero dawn i think yeah. A little later, but like it doesn't have that crunchiness that you get when you uh, optimize old things. It feels really nice. So if you're looking for another game, I don't know if it's the one for you, but like similar vein as yeah. Horizon with fewer cutscenes, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's going to be cheap because it's old, but it feels and looks great. Nice. Just going to throw that out there. That's a good thing to know. You also get to play as like the biggest, hottest, Greekest les- lesbian you can imagine if you choose wow. to play that way. All right. I mean, Cass- Cassandra is a fucking awesome character. <laughs> and nice. when I played as her, fucked every single person in the game she took. <laughs> Every single well, one. Well, that sounds like the perfect place for me to leave you and go get some lunch. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to play that game now. Now I just sound like I'm going to go fucking insert Picard jack-off noises here. <laughs> 
I mean, you've done it before. It sounds like maybe you'll just have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to get a message from you after this. Like, uh, yeah, no, that masturbation needs to go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I should go. I'm going to pick up some lunch for my parents, but nice. it was so nice to talk to you. Very, very nice. Um, I hope that I will, in fact, talk to you again soon. And yeah. I think that will maybe be a little bit more likely if uh, if this experience. It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't really know what it is yet. I haven't even got my training schedule and I start on no. next Monday. So but even so, a little uh, weird about not knowing. But. but don't underestimate the fact that being able to complete chores and not have to make commutes I think will yeah. totally change your relationship to free time, yeah. or at least a little bit. I'm very curious to see how it hits you, yeah. uh, and I can't wait to talk to you about yeah. it. Yeah, well, I can't wait to tell you. Woo! All right. All right, have fun with your parents. Enjoy your day. Thank you. You too. All I'll right. talk to you soon. Bye. Right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Come and meet.